This time each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayigash. Parshas Vayigash is an incredibly emotional parsha. You have in it the impassioned plea that Yehuda presents to the viceroy in Egypt, not knowing that it's his brother Yosef, and pleading on behalf of his brother. We see that Yosef, in his brilliance, puts Yehuda in the exact same place that he was 22 years earlier, namely that Yehuda said, what good will it be if we let Yosef die in the pit? Let's at least sell him to the Ishmaelim and we can make a couple of bucks in the process. So now Yosef, in his brilliance, puts Yehuda in the exact situation again, whereby Yosef's cup was planted in Yehuda's bag, Yosef say, the rest of you go home and leave the thief to me. And Yehuda rises to the occasion. Yosef reveals himself to his brothers. And as we see in the parsha, all of the revelations, Yosef to his brothers, Yosef to Binyamin, Yosef to his father, are understood by our rabbis on dual levels. There is the initial, immediate story of a brother being united with his other brothers and a brother being united or a son with his father. On a deeper level, the crying that is taking place whereby the Torah tells us that he falls, Yosef, on the necks of his brother Binyamin. Come on, Binyamin only has one neck. But our rabbis understand from the verse in Shir Hashirim that the Beis Hamikdash is compared to a neck. And therefore, Yosef is crying not only for joy that he is being reunited with his brother, but he's crying that the same illness, sickness of Sinas Chinam, that the brothers hated Yosef, is what caused the rift in the family over these 22 years that unfortunately there's going to be two necks in the portion of Binyamin. There are going to be two base Hamigdash in Binyamin's portion and they will be destroyed. And sadly, the second one is destroyed for that same sickness of Sinas Chinam, literally the fact that brothers cannot get along with each other.
and thus you have this multi-leveled understanding of the text. I'd like to focus on Yaakov's trepidation prior to coming down to Egypt to see his son Yosef. Yaakov knows that with his coming down to Egypt he is fulfilling the prophecy that God gave to his grandfather Avram at the Bris Ben Absarim in chapter 15 of Bereshus where he said to Avram, You shall surely know that your children and progeny are going to be strangers and that was the status until this moment until Yaakov comes down Yitzchak was a geir in Eretz Kena'an Yaakov unfortunately crossed over the line Vayeshev Yaakov Yaakov wanted to settle down and as a result this is the next stage. We're going down to Mitzrayim now. And Yaakov is very afraid. So what does God say to him? At chapter 46, Pesach 3, Altira, Merda Mitzrayim. God says, Yaakov, don't be afraid of going down to Egypt. Kilgoi Godol Asim Chasham. For it's just there that you'll become a great nation. Now listen to the next verse. God says to Yaakov, Onochi ereid imcha mitzrayimu. Literally, I shall descend with you to Egypt. And v'onochi alcha gam olo. And I if I can use the term personally, God himself is saying, I shall also surely bring you up. So at first glance, what's happening here is, once again, Yaakov is being given an incredible insurance policy. This is, on the surface, reminiscent of that which Hashem said to Yaakov when he had that majestic dream of the latter as going up to heaven, and the angels ascending and descending, what did God say to him then? Yaakov, I'm with you. I will guard you wherever you go. And I will return you. So at first glance, God is once again giving him an insurance policy. This time, when you go down to Egypt, don't worry, I will make sure that you will come out. Yes, that is what it means on the surface. This is the pshat. But I want to share with you an incredible Beis Halevi. The Beis Halevi says on this verse that it is coming to teach us a haftocha gidola, an in, a most impressive vow, promise that God is making to Yaakov, and more important, he's making to the Jewish nation. And that is why, listen carefully, when Hashem speaks to him, right, this is not only Yaakov, but this is now 
to Yisrael. How so? What does he say? The Beis HaLevi says that when God is telling Yaakov, I will go down with you and I will take you up, it's not only to be understood now in Egypt, but rather I am making a promise that my name and my glory and my essence will be inextricably bound with the Jewish people forever. Meaning, Anochi, my status and my glory in the world, Ereid Imcha, will descend proportionately as you, the Jewish people, and your position in the world is lowered. When you are enslaved, when you are persecuted, when you are down, my glory, God is saying, is down as well. The Anochi and my essence, my greatness, Aalcha, will rise and rises to the occasion when Gam Olo, when you are up, when you are in a position of redemption then my glory in the world is raised, my status. And Hashem made a promise to Yaakov here, which is the following. I will not change nature and perform miracles to save any other people except the Jewish nation. Pinch yourselves. We just celebrated the holiday of Hanukkah. And what were we saying? Rabim biyad ma'atim. This incredible miracle that Moshe Rabbeinu, in his blessing of Shevet Levi, Boreich Hashem Chelo, and Rashi tells us there that we have 13 Maccabees taking on the Greek army, which is such an incredible, unbelievable feat. Hashem promises, I will perform these miracles for you and you alone. And so, Kriyas Yamsuf, when God split the Red Sea, it was A, for the salvation of Klal Yisrael, but in the process, as we were saved, God's presence in the world became elevated. And note, says the Beis Halevi, if you look at Shiras Hayam, that we say every day, now listen carefully, we all know the story, Egypt was in hot pursuit of the Jewish nation. And we had literally no place to go. The water was in front of us, Egyptians behind us, the desert to the right and the left. And what did God do? God split the sea. We walked through on dry land. So you would imagine that the Shira, the song of salvation, should be one that says, thank you, thank you, and thank you. 
and you have to wait literally till the very end where we're told Uvnei Yisrael and the Jewish people but what do you find throughout the Shira wow I sing to God for he is exalted we say thank you to Hashem that we were the vehicle that through us Hashem became exalted because through us he performed this miracle and as we were saved and as our status and position in the world rose as we find in the Shira whereby the nations of the world were petrified and the nations of the world recognize the greatness of God as we rose so too, Kvod Hashem was elevated. This is especially appropriate for this forthcoming week, whereby one week from today is Asara Teves, the fast day of the 10th of Teves. The prophet Yechezkel was told, as we find in chapter 24, of his book of prophecy that God said to him the prophet was in Bavel and he said write down this day that on this day Nebuchadnezzar the king of Bavel put a siege around Jerusalem it was only months later that this prophecy was corroborated that this was the day and because this was the beginning of the end of the first base of Migdash. We fast next Friday. The very fast fact that we fast on a Friday, that in of itself is most unusual. And we do so because the Navi says, on this day. In fact, the Avu Draham, in his commentary on the Siddur, commenting on Asar Beteves says the famous statement that were Asar Beteves to fall on a Shabbos, we would even fast on a Shabbos. Now the rabbis, if I can use the term, rigged the calendar that Asar Beteves can never fall on a Shabbos. But what is it about the fast next Friday that is so significant that were it to fall on a Friday, on a Shabbos, excuse me, we would fast. Explains the Chassam Sofer that there are two kinds of fasting. If someone has a practice to fast on a yard site, so if that yard site falls on a Shabbos, we don't fast. Why? Because that's an Avelus Yeshana. That is an old prophecy. However, if somebody had a disturbing dream on Friday night, then we permit them to fast on Shabbos. Says the Chassam Sofer, every year on Asara Bateves, Hashem convenes His heavenly court, and they decide whether or not this year, please God, the third Beis Migdash is going to be rebuilt. That's how significant this coming Friday's fast is. And therefore, if it were to occur on a Shabbos, we would fast. 
And in keeping with this powerful base Halevi, as we fast next Friday, and as we pray for the restoration of the third base Hamikdash, let's try to just put it in a little greater perspective. We're praying certainly for our unification with the Shekhinah, that God should please God move back into our midst to cause His divine presence to dwell in our midst. But we are looking for Kvod Shamayim. We want that third base Amigdash, that God's presence in the world will be once again revealed and known to all with absolute clarity. And this is what, please God, we pray every day. And this is what we are told that communally and please God personally, it's not only when you find $98,000 in the desk that you return it for a Kiddush Hashem, but the way we conduct ourselves every day in business, the way, please God, that we act to our spouses, the way that we act to our children, all this has to bespeak Kiddush Hashem, thereby each and every one of us in our own way, Anochi Aalcha Gam Olo, bringing him nachas and greater credit and honor in this world. Shabbat Shalom to all.